Welcome, welcome. You are listening to the Decaf Dad. I'm your host, Dallas Jabrowski. Thank you all for being guests on this very special episode dedicated to and in honor of a very fine gentleman who has impacted my life and countless others. This is the Fathers of the Past episode honoring the life of my papa, Billy Fine. I couldn't think of a better person to join me today and talk about Papa's legacy than my Graham or his daughter, Pam. That's weird calling you by your name. <laughs> Enjoy as we take a trip down memory lane and pay tribute to the finest man I know. Ain't no hood like fatherhood. Let's get started. Welcome to the grind. Graham, thanks for joining me today. It's, it's exciting to have you on. It's exciting to be with you, and especially considering this topic. I'm honored. All right, awesome. So, Graham, first things first, I need you to give me your cheesiest, corniest joke you can think of. So, what do you got for us? Well, did you hear the joke about the paper? It's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Not going to lie. She told me that before we started recording, and it took me a minute. And then once I got it, it was very, very funny. Um, so also, fun fact, Kane is actually named in part after you, Graham. Did you know that? You told me okay, that. Okay, good, good. I cried. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. Yeah, so Graham, your middle name is K, K-A-Y. Correct. So we incorporated that into the spelling of Kane's name, K-A-Y-N-E. And now at first glance, people think his name is Kanye, which is a little bit of a, a little bit annoying, but we thought naming him after you was worth the trouble. <laughs> uh, I appreciate it. I love it. I, again... I'm honored. Um, Another fun fact. um, I think I mentioned this in my last episode, but it's worth mentioning again. So I always open up with the phrase, welcome, welcome. Um, And that comes from Papa. Mm Because every time anybody walked into his house, he would always scream that at the top of his lungs at you. Um, And, you know, you really did feel welcome when when he did that, when he said that. So I hope... Me saying that makes everybody else feel as welcome as he made us feel when he said it. Exactly. I think the the best part about that is not only did he say the words, but he followed it up with his actions. That is very true. That is very true. So, Graham, we're just going to go down memory lane for a little bit here, um, and then we'll get into some questions. But um, Wendy's. Wendy's was a big part of Papa's life with with me, but also Mm -hmm. with just everybody in in general. That's true. It was like handy. Handy dandy and good he lived like what one minute walk <laughs> less if, than that if, that if you're sprinting we you know we got there in 20 seconds if we all race there true um so we ate at wendy's a lot mm-hmm. probably contributed to my pudginess as a child but i was active <laughs> so it's fine um papa would always you remember he would always cut off the uh crust of the nuggets and i would eat the chicken part of it yes with the sweet and sour sauce and he would just eat the crust part that's of it. that's right how dare you let the crust go to waste? I would never do that now, but as a kid, he did that for me. That's true. It, it tended to become a little bit of it. Well, it started out being a little bit of an issue with Grandma because he'd go get her scissors out of her sewing cabinet in order to start cutting. Was it those little orange ones? Because he always used some like orange ones. Yes, oh, yes. Okay. And <laughs> sewing scissors are supposed to be dedicated to cloth. Oh, well. but so, but they got over it. They got past that. It was I, good. I used it as a. I always known it as the nugget cutter. So, <laughs> um, and then he would always give us little squares. We called them little squares, or he called them little squares. It's really cinnamon toast crunch. Um, 
So that was that was a big part too, and, and as well as the Eggo waffles, the little four ones, you know. Yes. And you're supposed to toast those, but Papa always warmed up warmed them up in the microwave. Mm-hmm. I still warm them up today if I eat them. It's still in the microwave, never toasted. So. I know <laughs> it has a little spongier taste, but it, I mean the flavors there. He always loved those. Yes, um, and then uh, he would always go to him and Alice, and then he would usually invite me. Um, and everybody else on like after Sundays, or like for a special Sunday dinner, go to uh, what are they called buffets? Uh huh. Yeah, we used to go to JJ North quite often, but mm-hmm. then that uh, went out of business, and they changed it to Hometown Buffet, I think. Yes. And he also liked Golden Corral, and I think Papa was like really the only one who really liked the the buffets, but we all kind of went because of him. So <laughs> yeah, he thought he was doing the greatest thing so that everybody could eat beyond their ability to be full. And he only had to pay one price per person. <laughs> that is, yeah, that's very true. Yeah, and he always, we'll get into his generosity a little bit later, but he always mm-hmm. paid for everybody, the whole family. Yes. Um, the horses was a big part of his life. Was the, was the horses, it, it was around when you were a kid. Oh, yes? yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. He well, had he it for the longest on, time. Yeah, he grew up on a farm. So that was that was his life. Um, and when he came, of course, to California and then he transitioned, that wasn't um, anything that anybody we knew. The family, um, my mom's family didn't have that. They, he, my grandfather on my mom's side was like a, an attorney. So when Papa had the opportunity to um, get involved with horses, he jumped at that. So the same horses that I'm that I that I know you know as well. Mm-hmm. So he's he's mm-hmm. had it for quite some time. Yes. Yeah. Matter of okay. fact, I'll talk about that. Okay. I remember the go-kart. He had that dinky little go-kart, yes. but, like, we all loved it. All all the kids loved it. It went, like, less than 15 miles an hour, probably, like, 10. So you didn't go very fast, but we all loved that thing. Uh-huh. Um, and Jenny and I would always uh, fill up the water troughs for the horses, but we would purposely overflow it so we can make um, mud pies. Yes. So that was another thing. <laughs> Uh, and he always let me drive that tractor. Love the tractor. I know. That was one of my favorites. Yeah, that was one of my favorites. I love that too. And I remember one year we took, I took all the kids out there and, um, got pictures with him sitting on the tractor and the kids all around it. That was awesome. Yep. Love that. Love that thing. Uh, Jenny and I would also, uh, collect the peacock feathers. Yes. Uh, I remember one one time I tried to run after one and it ran right back at me and I was super scared of it from that time <laughs> on. But I did get my peacock feather, so did Jenny. And uh, Papa, I think in that whole time, he only made me ride a horse once. Actually, he didn't make me. I remember I wanted to. But he, I did it once, one lap, and I didn't like it, but he wouldn't let me get off. He made me keep on going. Mm-hmm. So I only had to ride a horse once with him. But I did not like the experience that I had. It wasn't bad. I just didn't like it. It felt weird, and I was a little scared. But he wouldn't let me get off, so we had to do it at least two or three more times before he let me get off. He was big into um, going head-on with any fears you might have. Let's tackle that right here and right now. (laughs) Um, So I'll let you take this one. Sunday dinners was a big, big part of our family growing up. It was, and I cannot remember even in my childhood when there wasn't Sunday after church family dinner. Um, It started at my grandma and grandpa's house, which they were like right around the corner from where we lived. And um, 
their kids. In other words, it was Aunt Geneva and her family and my mom and my mom's family. We all converged there. And living next door to my grandma and grandpa was his brother. And all of their kids, they had like three times as many kids as we did. And it was just the greatest thing. I look back and I think I have a rich heritage to look back on. We would play football in the middle of the street, um, ditch, all of that. But anyway, when my, as my grandpa passed away and then my grandma got older, then the, the place of uh, gathering turned out to be our house. And I still remember everybody came on, came over for the longest amount of time. And then my aunt kind of, they kind of went on and did started doing their own with their family. And so, so then it was just our family and then it grew. Then there was grandkids and wives and, and it was just something everybody came to. And my mom always made all the food. Dad would set up and make sure that there was the, the table and the, the table was set. Um, but my mom made all the food. And then when she started to get a little on the sick side, so then Aunt Joe and I started taking turns. It was just the place to go. It was just, if we didn't see through each other throughout the week, at least we saw one another and we connected um, on that Sunday. So Sunday dinners actually have a deeper root than I'm even aware of. So, Probably Because I'm so. learning this just now. So I, we've been doing Sunday dinner since before I was born, mm-hmm. obviously, and mm-hmm. then all the way up until he died, basically. Really? So, That's it exactly? Yeah. Sunday morning or Sunday dinners were definitely a big thing. And uh, what chicken and rice, I think, it was probably a top dish <laughs> that Aunt yes. Joe made. Yes. Yeah, that was one of our favorites. So that was that was good. And uh, speaking of Sunday dinners, you mentioned the table. Talk talk to me about Papa's table. That table, um, as the family started to grow, I mean, it started out as just a normal table, like for six, and then you would add a few chairs, and then everybody would move in shoulder to shoulder. Then it, there was a table that we, we would set off to the side for kids. Um, that we would actually put kids out in the backyard, which they were tickled about because that was a great area anyway. But the table started to get too small for all the people and all the food. So um, Papa decided he was going to build a table, and he did. It was 12 feet long. It is still 12 feet long, and it was 38 inches wide. I honestly don't know what the width of a normal table is, but he wanted to make sure there was plenty of room for you to put your elbows on the table for you to lean in and that the food would line up down the middle of the table. So we often had a good eight feet worth of food um, down the middle of the table. And there was even an area at the end of the room where you he added another smaller table if, as needed for those big, you know, like Christmas Hol- and like Easter. Holidays, yeah. Yes, yes. But... He did that. And one of the best things, the way he built it was he, he welded, he was a welder, a machinist for Dow Chemical. And he welded the base of the table and underneath. Oh, good. I thought you were going to leave this out. This was like no, the best part of the no, table. No, okay, never. Good. This was the <laughs> highlight for all of us. Underneath, there was a pole that went, it spread probably. The whole know, length of the table. 10 maybe. feet well, of the, the 12, table, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, uh, and it was just a straight pole that went all the way underneath the table. Well, as the kids became toddlers and they would crawl around all over the floor, um, they found that pole and they would all, every single one of them that I can ever remember, 
hung on the bottom of that pole. Did a little bit of acrobats down yes. there. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, some of them were agile enough that, that they could turn over all the way over it. And they, they would just play under there. So we adults were sitting at the table. We'd have to watch our feet so we didn't kick a kid. And then um, they were just having their own little party down underneath the table. As, it as was the great. Adults are looking at all the ads. Yes. Right from the Sunday newspaper. newspapers. We yes. always would look at the ads. Yep. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And I remember one of my favorite memories um, about that table. I'm, first of all, I'm glad we still have the table. Like, mm-hmm. it brings me so much joy to sit at that table when I go to the house. Because I remember dad or mom or somebody said, you know, they're thinking about getting rid of it. And I, I was adamant you cannot get rid of that. Figure out a way to keep it in your house um, as long as you can. If not, I'm going to figure out a way to put it in my house. <laughs> We've always said that if we ever needed to move, that was going to be the guiding force is uh, what house can accommodate <laughs> that table in, in a beautiful area. Yeah. I also remember when I would spend the night at um, Papa's house, he would get up real early in the morning, and sometimes I would get up shortly after him, and he'd sit at the end of the table, and he would have his Bible open, and yeah. he'd be praying out loud every single morning. And I remember I would just sit in the living room and listen to him until he was done, and then I'd flip on the TV to let him know that I'm awake and that I want little squares and or <laughs> toast. <laughs> Um, so Papa, he was never really a big coffee guy. This, this, this is called the decaf dad here and we love, and we love coffee, but he was never really a big coffee guy. And if he did drink coffee, it wasn't really coffee. It was a bunch of cream and oh, even more sugar. Well, you'd be surprised to know that, uh, for as long as I can remember, grandma and grandpa would get up in the morning before he went to work and she would have on the table two cups, um, with coffee. However... It's, it kind of makes me cringe my nickel and get this little pain on the side of my neck now to think of it. But it was instant coffee. Yeah. <laughs> and it was instant decaf. However, I don't know that Papa ever tasted the coffee in it because, like you said, um, a good third of it was milk. Or they used canned milk. And then, I don't know, like eight cup, eight teaspoons of sugar. Um, he was just amazing. I said, dad, that's not really called coffee. That's called dessert. <laughs> yeah. He, I remember he would always have us like take the big old things of sugar, like, especially when we were in restaurants and just dump, like turn it all the way upside down, make sure it's wide open. And we would spend a good 20 seconds just pouring it in before he would tell us to stop. Absolutely. And you guys loved just a little sip of his, co- his coffee. <laughs> I wonder why. Mm-hmm. All right, that's uh, that's a lot going down memory lane there, but we've had we have a lot of good memories, so had to at least share some of them. There's we plenty absolutely more. Absolutely do plenty more where that came from, but uh, I want to move on to lessons that um, Papa taught me. There's three really really big ones. He taught me a lot, and, and a lot of people a lot of lessons. But number one being generosity. That he had to have been the most generous person. Indeed, he was. Yeah. Most generous person I know, most selfless person I know. He was generous with his money, um, with his time, and with his relationships. He was very authentic and very genuine. I mean, I mean, he gave me money to buy a truck, <laughs> to buy to buy my first yes. big boy car, I guess, because I didn't mm-hmm. like the little yellow one that that got me. So 
That was that was ugly. Um, it did the job, though. It did the job. Um, he, I know, from time to time, he paid for my schooling. He bought me a lot of Wendy's. Yes. Um, so he was very generous with his money. If he had twenty bucks in his wallet, even if you didn't need it, it was yours mm-hmm. to go do whatever you wanted with it. With his time, um, I mean, he had a lot of time because he was retired. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's still very generous with it, and. Um, also with his relationships as well. Yes. Uh, so second lesson he taught me was being a gentleman. And I really got this around uh, Alice, when him and Alice were, uh, what do you call them, dating? <laughs> I don't know what you call them. <laughs> I, well, yeah, I would say that they were dating. It was a forever date. <laughs> right, there you go. It was a forever They were going steady. As, yeah, as, you know, yeah. They were um, but I really got this then. He always taught me to be a gentleman, you know, open opening doors, filling up gas tanks, um, you know, paying, yes, you know, as yes. well. But I really got him, got to see that when it was him and Alice. Mm-hmm. That was another big lesson that he taught me. And then I think I touched on this a little bit already, but just quality time. Um, even as simple as we're going to watch Fox News. Like I would watch Fox <laughs> News with him, with Britt Hume. Oh, and, or... Um, <laughs> Who's the other guy? Oh, when we would sit in the car, Rush Limbaugh. We'd yes, always listen to Rush Limbaugh. Yes. Obviously, you can see Papa's political views yes. out of those two people. But um, yes, you can. <laughs> like even just you know, or going over and watching the ball game. Always watch the A's or the Warriors playing yes. basketball. Um, so that was you know different quality time. Going to the horses was always quality time yes. as well. Um, so he definitely cherished that quality time, and you know we cherished it right back with him. So. Exactly. All right. You ready to get brewing? Absolutely. Get to the questions? Let's do it. Okay. I mean, we kind of covered a lot of this. Yes. But do you have a best memory with Papa? I do. But I had to think of it in terms of my best memory when I was young, when I was like a young adult, and then as a mature woman. And so, again, we're probably going to go back to some of the same places, but... um, I remember sitting, um, as a young girl, I remember sitting on the floor in the living room by my sister. Daddy was sitting in the rocking chair, which was almost directly in front of the television, of course. Um, and it was black and white at the time. Black and white? What black is that? Black and white, I know, I know. <laughs> Look, you'll have to read it in a history book or something. Um, Mom was on the couch closest to, closest to Dad, and my brother was sitting in the chair closest to the front door. That night, we were watching Lassie. On television, it was a series, television series about a boy, his collie dog, and the boy's family. While I don't remember exactly the entire episode, um, I do remember that Lassie didn't come home after a dangerous situation with Timmy, and I cried. I tried to hide my tears, but as I sniffled, my brother and sister and mom started to chuckle just a little bit because. I was crying over a silly TV program that wasn't real. People do that all the time, though. (laughs) I know, but, you know, my dad spoke up in a very gentle voice, and I remember him saying, come on now, leave her alone. That just means she has a tender heart. I was forever in love with him. (laughs) Forever. Then as a young, young adult... My memory of Sunday dinners with our families, it's the best. And Mm -hmm. we've talked about that already. Papa's prayers. Some people would say he went on and on till 
till the food got cold. Others would say, he just blessed my socks. I, I think I'm in the middle. In I'm, the a, middle. I'm a little bit of both there. I And I can't understand <laughs> that. And at the end of his prayers, he would always hold on to the A in Amen. And it would always be A. And by this time, every kid, everybody had, was joining in. So we had this sustained note. Yes, <laughs> definitely. And multiple voices and multiple keys. Amen. And that would let you know it's dig in. It's time to eat. <laughs> um, he loved kids, especially those who sat at his table. And that's why that table grew so big. Right. Um, that table sits in our house. And we I can rarely sit down at that table without thinking about... Um, all the food, all the people, and Daddy sitting at that table. All, all the memories that mm-hmm. it has, yep. Mm-hmm. And at that Sunday, birthdays were just, like, awesome. And when it came, came time for the presents um, and the cake, Papa would say, okay. And he'd start singing the happy birthday song, which was all well and good. And some could carry a note and some could keep it on tune. Others, not so much. But... Nobody ever missed the very ending because he always tagged onto that and many more. Yeah, nobody does that oh. these days. Oh. I always make sure to add it Absolutely. on. Absolutely. <laughs> even if it's a solo, we do it. But he he even added on. At the end, you had to wiggle that last note, that last <laughs> word, and many little, more. Yeah, you know? a little vibrato going Absolutely. on Absolutely. It was, that was him. That was his way of doing things. And now as a mature adult, knowing that my dad loved him a good old vanilla milkshake, I would often drive up to the porch and he would be sitting on the sing, on the swing. And I joined him there. That was during the time when Graham said I got a divorce. I'd stop by just to talk, just to be around him. And after a bit, he'd tell me, it's going to be okay, Pam. You're going to be okay. Those words coming from him were so soothing. After about three years, miraculously, Gramps and I got back together. To this day, I still can hear those words resound in my heart during difficult days. It's going to be okay, Pam. You're going to be okay. And I am. Mm-hmm. I think I think he he, he knew how to use tools to bring people together mm-hmm. and to, and to really build relationships with people that, that table mm-hmm. is a tool that ice cream, that vanilla ice cream yes. shake is a tool. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was really good at using those tools for a greater purpose in that being building relationships. Right. Also where I probably get, you know, me liking just plain old vanilla Sierra always gives me a hard time. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I just like it. It's probably from Papa. I, I'm pretty sure it is. Um, I always thought I'm, I was a chocolate kind of a girl, but now it, it's just vanilla. That's what I need. Um, he also, you, you talked about reading the word and he have his Bible open every day. He knew that everything was going to be okay based on his own experience, but also he would he would quote the scripture, Romans 8, 28, where it says, And we know that God causes everything to work for good to those for the for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. He knew the word and his life was based on it. Mm-hmm. And now generations later, here we are, and it's because of him. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so what is your best memory of Papa and me? Well, as soon as you were old enough to prop up, he would put you in a box or a laundry <laughs> basket, mm -hmm. surrounded by soft, clean towels, but there you'd be sitting. He'd put you right in front of him and just talk to you. And sometimes he actually wasn't talking to you. He was talking to somebody else. But you thought he was talking to you. You didn't care what he was saying because you didn't understand. Papa, however, understood the importance of eye-to-eye -eye contact. Mm -hmm. Once you were no longer to and or wanted to stay in that basket... He crawled down on the floor, and he sat there, and you just crawled all over him. Up over his head, onto the chair behind him, and you would sit there, rub his bald head, and pat <laughs> his bald head, and he loved it. You were probably the only one who could get away with doing that. <laughs> I used him as a jungle gym, huh? That's right. That's right. Then when you were old enough to sit up, Papa and Grandma would sit you on the table and pour out Target buttered popcorn. They were mesmerized as to which kernel you would pick up first. I still do that to this day. Apparently, <laughs> you have had a system of selecting the kernels with the most butter. They thought that was so smart. So, so smart. Yeah, still have that, still have that uh, tendency today. Um, I... I think Rachel was like one of the first people who reminded me that I used to sit in a box or a laundry basket and I didn't believe her until she pulled out a picture at Papa's and sure enough there I was that's on the right. couch in a box filled with blankets. That's right. <laughs> that's know? right. And I looked and I looked like I was living the dream, so <laughs> You absolutely were. You were having conversations that really did not exist and you loved it. Then the, the one last one is during the baseball years. Ah. Your parents and grandparents, to us, were still working. So because Papa was retired, he would often be the one to take you to practice and games. He'd stay for the entire practice. Yep, yep. And definitely the entire game. Yep. And then he'd walk with you off the field to the car to go home. Watching the two of you walk off the field side by side, Sometimes laughing and batting air home runs, and other times a bit more somber and serious, was such a delight to see. Yeah, he never ever missed a practice. I can't, I can't think of a practice mm -hmm. that he missed. He was definitely there for every practice, and uh, him sitting in the stand saying "Hit the ball, pal!" like that was always that his was thing. It. That was always his thing. You, you it was. Hit the ball, pumpkin head. I think we had a conversation <laughs> about that. Yes, one day you about told high me I school, couldn't probably. call you pumpkin head anymore. Yeah, that was probably high school, which I'm surprised I let it go on that long. I so. am too, but I did. I stopped. I honored your wishes as hard as it was. <laughs> um, so what? What's a saying or phrase you grew up uh, hearing, Papa? Repeat. Well, obviously, welcome, welcome. Right. Yep. But the other thing was, in other words. Oh, he did say that a lot. <laughs> if you were talking to him and he, like again, eye-to-eye -eye contact. It's like he was watching your eyes to see, when she gets it, I'm going to see a light bulb go on. Mm -hmm. And if I didn't get it the, with the first explanation, well, let me put it this way. In other words, 
That's the and exact phrasing. Well, let me put it this way. In other words. And yeah. he could do that, I, I don't know, four or five times in one conversation <laughs> about the same issue. He just wanted to make sure you got it. He had a point to get across. And then there was, bletcha, bletcha. Yes, yes. Bletcha. Yep, not, not bless you, bletcha. Bletcha, bletcha, bletcha. <laughs> and then when it was time to go home, and you may have been there for six hours, he'd say, well, you don't have to rush don't off. Don't rush off, yep. <laughs> don't rush off, pal. <laughs> and I'd kind of look at him and go, Dad, I haven't rushed off from here in ages. <laughs> That's true. Welcome, welcome, and don't rush off. Mm-hmm. Even if you've been there, you know. Six hours already. <laughs> yep. That's true. I'm glad you brought that up. Those, I forgot some of those, so that's pretty awesome. Um, what are some core values that Papa instilled into you that you hold near and dear? God, mm-hmm. faith, mm-hmm. church, and service. Those are, I have only slashes between those because he loved his God. Faith was everything to him. And going to church only supported it wasn't the source but it supported right and service to serve others and in our particular church right now we have have a service to um, our community we provide food we provide um, support we have mentor groups that reach out so I've learned to be a, a total I've I bought in hook line and sinker on on that I love my God then there was family um, slash love, forgiveness, encouragement, and plain old fun. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was working, and even if I'm doing something, a job now, it's to be dependable, responsible, loyal, and do it with excellence. Yep, that sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. Um, his comment was, if you're going to do it, you do it well. Mm-hmm. And then community. Caring about our community, participating, meeting people, loving people. And in my own personal life, what he, how he ministered to me individually was he was so loving, kind, generous, honest, educated, although he only had an eighth grade education. He was the smartest man I knew. Um, life he, experience. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, he taught me to be grateful gracious and merciful. I think those are pretty good values and mm-hmm. to hold dear and dear. Uh-huh. And I just made a connection talk about service. He lived on 22 service no road, didn't kidding. he? Ta-da. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm really interested about this question. Um, are there any values or beliefs that Papa had that you didn't necessarily agree with or see eye to eye on? No. I didn't think so, but I was kind of hoping there might have been one. (laughs) No, I can say that um, I can't say that I I disagreed with any of the values that I was taught. Um, I was the kind of person who liked boundaries and rules. Tell me the rules. Tell me the consequences. And I pretty much liked to stay within those boundaries. But I also knew that if I got out of the boundaries, um, there would be consequences. (laughs) And there were. I was not a perfect child, nor was Papa a perfect man. No. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, you can get therapy for that. I understand it costs a bunch, but you can get it. Um, 
As a young child, the consequences might have been anything from scolding to a spanking, depending on the severity of the issue. I would say, if anything, I've tried to expand and grow those values and beliefs that Papa instilled in me. Okay. So I've talked about some of the biggest lessons that I've learned from Papa um, earlier in the episode. So what are what's some of the biggest lessons you learned from Papa? This is easy. It would be Matthew 7, 2. Do to others whatever you would like them to do to you. This is the essence of all that is taught in the law and the prophets. Papa would say, if you want to have friends, you must be friendly. If you want people to be kind to you, you must be kind. And he would say, I like to turn it around because I don't want you to think that this is a reactionary lesson. It should be, you must be friendly, then you'll have friends. Mm. You must be kind. And that will put you in touch with kind people. Mm. Their reaction to you. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that was the first thing that came to my mind for the lesson, but I know he absolutely taught me that Mm -hmm. as well throughout my whole life, so that's really good. Um, What's been the hardest thing about losing Papa? Well, when Papa passed, I took it way harder than I even thought I would. I reasoned myself that I knew it was coming. I could see it was coming as his health deteriorated. I told myself he had lived a long, good life. All of that was true. However, I was so sad, and I missed him deeply. Mm -hmm. I could go to him for wisdom and comfort. He was also the glue that held our family together. Mm-hmm. And I miss that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So what would you ask or tell Papa if he were here today then? There's only one question that came to my mind. And I, it would be, Daddy, tell me about heaven. Mm. Is that cheating? <laughs> If I could, and he could, <laughs> I don't think I'd care. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, that's, that's a good question. I would, I would like to hear that answer, too. Um, so do you have any traditions that honor Papa? I know I do. Um, one of them being, uh, especially on his death date, to go to um, Wendy's. But really, anytime I go to Wendy's, I, I think of Papa. Mm. But that's one of my ways of honoring him is to on his death date, go to Wendy's and have a meal. And now I have Sierra to, to share in with that and also Kane now. Kane hasn't had that had that opportunity yet, but this up, next coming right. year he will. Um, and also I've kept a couple of his items, his cane that he always walked around with um, and, his, and his hat that he would always wear. And I even let Kane wear his hat and we did like a whole photo shoot and everything. So... Um, and there's pictures around the house of Papa as well. Mm-hmm. So those are kind of things and traditions I have that, that honor him. So what about you? Um, I have a few things um, that I do and will always do because Papa did them that way. I will always make sweet tea mm. in his orange Tupperware jug. Yep, yep. Measuring the ingredients with his plastic dinosaur coffee cup. Yep. That always makes me think of him and smile. Yep. And I often greet visitors when they come through the door. Welcome, welcome. Come on in. Right. 
Um, the happy birthday song that's going to end with and many more. Yep. Um, Gramps and I, when we go out to dinner, if chicken fried steak is on the menu. <laughs> yeah, I've got to get chicken fried we steak. We <laughs> will likely get chicken fried steak and often reminisce about how much he loved it. Um, we have Papa's swing um, on our porch. Ah, yes, yes, yes. And Gramps and I will go out on that porch, just sit, swing, watch people, and talk about our days. That's true. That was the other quality time thing is Papa would just like to go sit on that same swing mm-hmm. out front. And he lived on a really busy road and he had a ride aid across the street. So never a shortage of, uh, of entertainment going on. No, there was also always a, a car crash or a burglary attempted yeah, or, or a or, drug yeah. deal going down. Or foot traffic. There's always foot yes. traffic. So he would always make sure to say hi to people as they're That's going past. That's what he did. That's what he oh, did. That orange... Picture, man, that's a throwback. Mm-hmm. I think Trent even has a tattoo of she the picture, does. and then with the red solo cup, because we always had red solo cups. The yes. team would always go with the red solo cup. Yes, she texted me when she was at school and would say, um, "Do you have a picture? Can you take a picture? I forgot what that looks like." <laughs> so I took a picture and sent it to her. I had no idea it was the purpose of for the purpose of getting the tattoo right. I think that was very. That's a very creative way to honor Papa. It's in that a way. loving. Memory, for sure. I'm too much of a baby to get a tattoo. But if I did get a tattoo, that wouldn't be a bad one to get. (laughs) Well, there's one other thing. And that's when when he passed and we were cleaning out his house. We'd finished. Everything was out of there. And we were prepared to now, you know, walk away. Um, But I looked back and I saw the number 22. Right. Yep. 22 Service Road. And I said, Jerry, will you take that down for me? And he did, and it hangs in our house right now. Right. I remember seeing that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you have like that little that candy jar thing that he always had. Oh, yes. In the, in the front doorway. I don't mm-hmm. even know how to explain it, but it's... It's like an iridescent glass. It's kind of like peacock feather yes. color. Bluish. Yeah. Always had candy or something, mm-hmm. in it, but like candy that I didn't really like. That nobody would ever and eat. And who knows how old that candy was. <laughs> You could go in there and in Octo- October and find Halloween candy, but it would have been from last October. Right. You have a you have a couple signs from mm-hmm. his home. I us in particular, we have that one that says "Love one another." Remember that sat over the in the dining room. Yes. We have that one. That one. That one's a lot. We also have a barometer. Remember that barometer yes, that had it always outside, yeah out on the porch. So that one hangs in here too. So Papa's kind of all over. Yes, he is. Um, so what was your relationship like growing up and how did that change as you became an adult? Um, you kind of touched on it, but you can expand. Well, when I was about five years old, we lived on a farm for a few years and Papa loved farming. That's how he grew up. We had cattle, sheep, pigs, cheese, chickens, um, geese, peacocks, and horses. When Papa acquired a new unbroken pony, um, he would have Aunt Joe and I ride it, and they would call it break it in, so that it would get accustomed to having a rider on its back. We got bucked off a lot. <laughs> um, sometimes to in painful ways. As much as we didn't want to get back on the horse, yeah, he insisted. Yep. <laughs> he explained the importance of perseverance. 
Needless to say, that wasn't our favorite lesson to have had to learn. <laughs> However, its memories we'll never forget. In those days, um, when I was like a, a young teenager, probably, I don't know, maybe 16, 15. You've never been a young teenager. I was. Always I, been I a, have pictures to prove You've it. always been at least 50 or older to me. Well, let's just go with this for the moment, for the sake of this. Um there, uh, the church this, churches at that time and, and our church were, they held to lots of do's and don'ts. Like legalistic kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. One of those don'ts was no dancing. Um, at this particular time, I really liked this particular fella. And told my mom, since the Sadie Hawkins dance was coming up, I'd like to invite this guy. They still have those, to the you dance. Know, Sadie Hawkins. I wouldn't know. They <laughs> <I> still do. <laughs> but it's fun. It's fun. My mom said, well, you'll have to ask your dad. So I mustered up the courage and went to the living room to his rocking chair and explained the whole thing to him. I half expected a no but instead, he said, let me think about it. I'll let you know. So the very next day, he came to me and he said, you know, I'm a little concerned that if you don't invite that young man to the dance, he won't know you like him. So you better go ahead and ask him. I already love my dad. But that night, my love for him increased vastly. He heard my heart and said yes. As an adult, Dad treated me with love and respect. I would have done anything for him. And in turn, he would have done the same for me. All right. Good stuff. Yeah. You hang in there? Yeah. We've got three more questions. Okay. Uh, two more. Two more questions. All right. So what did you take with you from Papa in regards to how you how you parented Dad and Uncle Jay? And what did you leave behind? I would say the thing that I remember the most was most impactful to me was that Papa always listened. He would talk to me, and we would talk together, but he listened. And when it came to parenting, when he made decisions, he wanted to hear the whole story, tell me everything. And he would listen. He wanted to make sure he had all the facts before he approved, disapproved, or disciplined. Um, that meant a lot to me. It didn't always go my way. <laughs> um, and looking back, it shouldn't have. And sometimes, again, it would go back to I might be scolded or I might be spanked. And in my years, that high school years and like that, it would be, no, you can't go. And if I went... I didn't have the car for a long period of time and I didn't get to go anywhere and I would have to stay home. So 
I got grounded. I got what I deserved. They had cars back then? Yeah, they were little, and they had little tiny wheels, and we stuck our foot under the bottom, and you know. Flintstone. Yeah, yeah. Fred and I were just real close. <laughs> Did you have to wear seatbelts? <laughs> not, not in the back seat, right? We didn't go that fast enough. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> And what did I leave behind? I don't think I did anything. Mm-hmm. Not that they did it 100% right, but I felt like they were fair. Mm. So that's it in a, in a kind of a nutshell without trying to, you know, speak too much. Okay. Um, so what legacy, in, in, your, in your opinion, did Papa leave behind? I mean, I we we basically been talking about this whole mm-hmm. this whole episode, but if you can kind of just sum it up, what legacy do you leave behind? Faith and family. Yeah, yeah. I think in my in my words, and and I think I've gotten this from him, but to put it in my words is love, love God, love people. Just mm-hmm. keep it simple, right? Keep it exactly. simple, stupid. Love God, exactly. love people. That's true. And so I think that's the legacy he left behind, and I think that's why it's such a big theme in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I say that phrase all the time. And, yeah, he just instilled that. That's who he was. Throughout his whole life, yep. Yes. At the very core, that's just who he was. Agreed. All right. We're coming to a close here, but um, a final piece of advice, mantra, quote, scripture, or call to action for our listeners here. This is easy. Um, Faith and family. Love God, love people. It's not just a saying. I would say, do it. Make it actionable. Yes. Love the people that you see, that you encounter. Love the people you don't. Probably one of the... Um, most effective people I know at doing that by just acknowledging and loving people is Gramps. We will be wherever. Home Depot, Lowe's. You hearing a trend there? Yes. Yes. And, and people get it. And, and sometimes our family gets embarrassed by it, but Grandpa doesn't let that stop him. No. I used to think, oh, I wish he wouldn't say that. But now the difference he makes in a stranger's attitude that day their face and he's just loving on a person he don't even know i think i do that too and sierra gets really embarrassed she's like oh what's about to come out of his mouth but i think i got that from gramps so (laughs) just purpose purpose used as a verb here purpose to love god do get up action purpose to love people all right and the greatest of these is love i like it it's a good way to close. Um, but I will. I always, always, always say this quote from the Sandlot in regards to Papa. Heroes get remembered, but legends never die. So Papa is a legend, no doubt about it. And I can't wait to talk to Kane about Papa, to continue to talk to Kane about Papa and the lasting impact he's had on my life, but also our family as a whole. So thanks, Graham. Really appreciated it. It's been a pleasure. Dallas, I just want to tell you this. Papa would be so proud of you. You're doing what he wanted you to do. You're being who he wanted you to be. Thanks.
I I wish he could be here to to you know meet Kane and just kind of still be a part of my life. So that part's a little hard, but we know he's in a better place. Amen. <laughs> All right, y'all, it's time to close up shop, but that doesn't mean the conversation ends here. Keep the conversation going wherever you are. Reach out to the Decaf Dad via email at thedecafdad at gmail.com with any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to see covered. Comment on the Decaf Dad's Instagram posts and message the Decaf Dad on Facebook. Subscribe, review, and share the podcast. See y'all next time. Until then, you have been... Boom. Roasted.